The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised. On this week's Court TV podcast, Chanley Painter joins me for more of our gavel-to-gavel coverage of the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard defamation trial, including coverage of Johnny Depp under cross-examination and testimony from a key expert witness for Depp's case, a psychologist hired by Depp's team to evaluate Amber Heard's mental health. This is the Court TV Podcast with Vinny Politan. Welcome to the Court TV Podcast. I'm Vinny Politan. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right to it. It's Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Uh, I know you know this trial is happening. Court TV cameras, microphones inside the courtroom for all the action. Johnny Depp is suing his ex-wife, Amber Heard, for defamation. She wrote a Washington Post op-ed in which uh, she described herself as a survivor of domestic violence. And Johnny Depp says, no, I did not abuse you. Um, I am not a domestic abuser. This is false. You you wrote this op-ed to 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 get me, so I'm going to sue you for defamation. That's ultimately what the case is about. She has cross-claimed for defamation as well, but it's really trying to get to the truth of whether or not Amber Heard is the victim of domestic abuse at the hands of Johnny Depp. That's what it's about, um, that, that factually what this jury has to figure out in order for them to come to some decision on whether or not Johnny Depp has been defamed. The first thing they've got to determine is, is he or is he not? Did she lie or did she tell the truth? So let's bring in Court TV legal correspondent Chanley Painter, who is on the ground in Fairfax County, Virginia, uh, in the courtroom where all this is happening. She has been there uh, throughout. I was there for week one and then uh, back at the mothership at Court TV. Chanley, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, describe for the folks at home what the scene is like now that everyone realizes Johnny Depp is on trial and Johnny Depp was on the witness stand for four days. What's the scene like uh, down in Fairfax County now? Well, the scene keeps growing here outside the courthouse, inside the courtroom. The more the word is spreading that Johnny Depp is on the stand and it continues. More people are showing up, not just from all over the nation, which I know you met a lot of them when you were here in town. Some of those same faces are still in the courtroom every day. Yvonne says hi, by the way, Vinny. She tells me every time I see her to tell you hello. Uh, She watches you every night. She's here at 1 a.m. in the morning outside of this courthouse to be in line to be the very first to get a wristband every morning. That's unbelievable. Anyways, so we have a lot of locals Uh, students that come and observe for maybe a college class are here. And on Monday, I believe it was the fourth day, Johnny Depp was on the stand under cross. The most people showed up for wristbands, more than 160 were here before daylight to get a wristband to get inside the courtroom. And of course, there's an overflow courtroom as well, where they sit and watch and they stay all day and they gather outside the courthouse to watch him leave, hoping to give him some gifts. I spoke to one girl today, Vinny. She yesterday had crocheted uh, something for Johnny Depp and she actually threw it 
through his car window as he was departing yesterday. And she said it made it through the window. He waved at her, said thank you. Unbelievable scene. And this is Fairfax County, Virginia. You know, we're not in the middle of the city for all of this. If this was in the middle of L.A., you know, it would be very easy because there's such a dense population of people. This is Fairfax County. You really have to go out of the way a little bit to get there. Uh, 30 minutes outside of Washington, D.C., far away from Los Angeles. But a, a really an amazing uh, scene there. So there's a lot that Johnny Depp testified to. But there's one issue that, to me, a lot of time w- was spent, uh, both on, on direct examination and cross-examination, which is Johnny Depp's finger. Now, I set this all up by saying it's about whether or not uh, Johnny Depp abused Amber Heard, but one of the biggest issues that has been fought inside this courtroom is whether or not Amber Heard has abused Johnny Depp. And the, the biggest incident involves his finger where it was sliced off. Let's take a listen to a little bit of the testimony um, and this is on cross-examination where they play a recording. Fight you're talking about? I don't know. I'm talking about Australia the day that Now I'm we're talking about Australia. Okay. Are, are you sure that's... Yeah, let's do it one more time. What I'm actually saying? Don't, or I, is I, it the day that I got my finger chopped off? No, no, you say the day that I chopped my finger off. So let's play it one more time because I think I left out the word that. It says the day that I chopped my finger off. Like you're talking about, I don't know. I'm talking about Australia the day that now I'm we're talking about Australia. Okay. I'm not so sure. In fact, earlier you had quoted Jerry Judge from uh, the airplane tape as calling me. Um, wait till the falls asleep, and I'm positive that those words never left his mouth because he was. He would have, if I would have been making those noises in the bathroom, he would have ripped the hinges off. Maybe they left his mouth when you were passed out, sir, respectfully. Let's listen to this I don't one more think time. Was, uh, I don't I'll think sustain. Yeah, move to argue. strike. I'll, I'll sustain his argumentative and I'll move to strike. Things tense. Things tense inside the courtroom with the objections and, and between Johnny Depp being crossed and the attorney and the attorneys on both sides going at it. But let's get to Johnny Depp's finger, Chanley, because this seems to be a very important issue in the case, even though it's not ultimately about um, Johnny Depp abusing Amber Heard. But what are the two versions or three versions of, of Johnny Depp and his finger? The finger, the finger, the finger, the finger. We hear about it so much from testimony, from openings, and two very different stories about what happened. This was in Australia, 2015, less than a month after after they were married in February of 2015. He's in Australia to film Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Now, according to, let's start with Amber Heard's side of things. Side of things. In opening statement, she says that Johnny Depp was abusing drugs and alcohol and during the filming of the movie was no exception that she actually confronted him about his drug taking and he imploded on her uh, abused her she talks about a three-day ordeal where she was essentially held hostage by Johnny Depp physically and sexually assaulted by him for that time period and says that she has, of course, the injuries to prove it and that he was the one who chopped off his own finger during this point of blackout during this three-day binge that he was on. Now, 
Johnny Depp tells a very different version of the facts. His testimony unfolded in that he wanted Amber Heard to sign a post-nuptial agreement and that she was confronted by his attorneys around this time. She became upset and started berating him and abusing him and throwing vodka bottles at him. One narrowly missed his head. The second one hit his hand as he had it against the bar in this Australian home and severed his finger. He said he then went into this nervous breakdown that he was so overwhelmed at the her abuse towards him that he had to express it in the only way that he knew how, Benny, which was to paint the walls and lampshades with his bloody finger and with paint and allegedly urinate messages to Amber Heard throughout this house causing around $50,000 worth of damage. Insanity. Complete insanity. I mean, either story. Either story, complete insanity is, is taking place. But um, this is the type of stuff that the jury is hearing and that the world is hearing. Johnny Depp, we have to remind everyone, he brought this action. So he wants the world, world to hear all of this. I want to play for you um, Johnny Depp because he, he told the emergency room doctor a different story about how his finger was severed. And here he's explaining uh, why he told that story to the doctor. Um, the doctor asked me what happened. <clears throat> and uh, I lied to him. I said that I had uh, smashed it in, um, in, in these large accordion doors that it got caught in the accordion doors. Why would you lie about that? I lied because I, I did not, I didn't feel, I, I didn't want to disclose that it was. What it was, I, I didn't want to disclose that it had been. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to disclose that it had been misheard that it thrown the thrown a vodka bottle at my at me and then took my finger off i didn't want to get her in trouble i didn't want to i i tried to uh, just keep things as copacetic and as as easy as possible for everyone i i did i did not want to put her name in that in that mix all right, two things. One, uh, victims of domestic abuse oftentimes will lie about it, and I, I think that's something that most people realize at this point. Uh, on the other hand, he, he never really accuses her, does he? Does I mean, publicly to anyone, does he tell anyone else that she is the one that severed his finger? According to the evidence inside the courtroom, he maintained that he cut his own finger off and he was confronted on cross with text messages to his doctor saying he cut his finger off and to various other people again maintaining the story that he was the one who cut his finger off however if you remember back to dr kipper's deposition that was played before this jury he indicated that he knew the truth that that version of the truth Benny, around that time he knew that johnny Depp, what had actually happened it was objected to as hearsay, but it seems to indicate that there was this other version out there that Johnny Depp was 
keeping to himself about what happened in that home. So ultimately, what 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 will be the significance of this? Because the jury is is listening to all this and they have to make a decision one way or the other. You know, did did she sever his finger? Did he sever his own finger? How does all of that um, relate ultimately to the decision they have to make about whether or not Johnny Depp is abusing Amber Heard? Right. This jury, I think we sort of lose track of why we're here. (laughs) This is a defamation case and it's about an op-ed written in 2018, but to to prove that she was defaming him and and, and not telling the truth in the op-ed by implying he was a domestic abuser and she did so with malice, there's a lot of context that this jury is able to hear years worth of alleged abuse from both sides because in his complaint, he contends that he never hit any woman and that in fact, Amber Heard was the perpetrator of the violence towards him. He's also defending her counter defamation suit against her. So this jury is tasked with not only are these statements defamatory, but who's telling the truth? And this is an incident with the most severe damage caused by someone, either he cut his finger off or she lobbed the vodka bottle at him. But there's serious injury that's obvious, right? Uh, The other injuries are bickered with and quibbled with by either side are these photos photoshopped, right? Or they are these eyewitnesses seeing what they're seeing. So I think that's why this is such an important incident because it goes to the credibility of Johnny Depp. Is his testimony, if he's lying on this, is he lying on something else? Also goes to her. Uh, her credibility is, well, we're going to hear her version of events when she gets on the stand of what actually happened. It's going to be really graphic, too, because she alleges that during this three-day ordeal that he, uh, uh, <laughs> how do I say this, uh, uh, used an alcoholic beverage bottle uh, and sexually assaulted her, Vinny. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to get more graphic. It's, it's absolutely going to get more graphic in the allegations. Um. Here's my takeaway, though, on on the fact that if he's cutting his own finger, um, does that make him more likely to abuse her? Or is he at the point where he would rather hurt himself than hurt her? I I think it's a win-win argument for Johnny Depp when it comes to his finger. Like, If she did it, it's really bad for her. But if he did it to himself, it, it... to me, it, it is almost consistent with someone who wouldn't act out against her. Rather than hurt her, I'm going to hurt her by hurting myself. So I don't know. It's very confusing. It's, it's very confusing the way it's all playing out. But I want to move on to one of the other incidents here. And, and this one took place, I believe, on his island. That's right. He owns an island, right? He's got his own island. Must be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, a $4 million island, Vinny. Okay, so let's take a listen. Um from the island, uh, there's an argument and something involving mineral spirits. One of the uh, arguments on the island where Miss Heard had uh, been howling at me with some argument, and um, she picked up a can of uh, mineral spirits about yay big and uh, heaved it at me, and uh, it, it uh, struck me on the bridge of the nose and the right there, you know, the forehead. And what did you say in response when Miss Heard said, tell the world, Johnny, tell them Johnny Depp 
I, Johnny Depp, a man, I'm a victim to of domestic violence. I said, yes, I am. So this is taking place on his island. And I want to play uh, one more piece of, of testimony. This comes from um, his island caretaker who, you know, is there and is, and is witnessing uh, the aftermath the day after. When did you next see Miss Heard? That, that morning. I, I, saw, I saw her that morning. How close were you to Miss Heard when you interacted with her the next morning? Uh, conversation um, in, in a couple feet away. When you saw her, how did she appear? Um, they had guests leaving and uh, it was uh, kind of a, no a normal morning um, going down to the beach to, to see the guests leave. What, if any, makeup was Miss Heard wearing? Again, I'm not sure she, she, if she wore makeup on the island. If it was, it was very natural looking. What, if any, injuries did you observe on Miss Heard? I didn't observe any. What, if any, injuries did you observe on Mr. Depp? The, the marking across the bridge of his nose. Okay. So this is, I mean, we're in Johnny Depp's case, so he's presenting the evidence that is best for him. We haven't gotten to her uh, defense case or her counterclaim case, but the, the picture that's being painted here, Chanley, is that at a minimum, at a minimum, if there's violence in this relationship, it's going back and forth. Yeah, and that was the testimony of the marriage counselor who met with both Heard and Depp together and separately. And the jury has heard that conclusion is that there was mutual abuse in the relationship, but her conclusion was that Amber provoked it, initiated it, escalated it, whereas Johnny wanted to retreat and de-escalate it away. Uh, so that's, that's huge for Amber Heard, but that's really what I think the picture is painting inside this courtroom is this was like pouring gasoline on a fire, these two. Uh, they were volatile, pushed each other's buttons. But what also is clear is that Amber heard, and in the recordings too, that she's definitely the one that is in charge, the aggressor, the louder voice talking over Johnny Depp. And, and, and I think the jury seeing that picture being painted, like you said, though, it is his case, his witnesses so far, it could change when she takes over. I know, and I've and I've heard, you know, I've had people on the show who said, "Oh, this makes Johnny Depp look so bad," and I'm like, "Well, is it really making him look worse than he did already?" Because mm -hmm. when I and I think back when all this was hitting the fan and hitting, I, I just remember headlines, right? I didn't follow it super closely, but there were headlines, and to me, it just sounded like Johnny Depp out of control. He's one of these abusers. Put him in the Me Too pile with everybody else, and and that was the end of it. So right. Um, as many people that are saying this is bad for Johnny, to me, it's painting a much more complete picture of a of a dysfunctional relationship. It really is. Like if you just watch that one recording where we see him at breakfast, he's, in his words, assaulting the cabinets and he's he's yelling, he's intoxicated, he pours a mega pint of wine. If you only see that and that's what's out there in the news, that's the 
picture you have of Johnny Depp, where in this trial, we are receiving more of a complete picture, both sides. And even in the UK trial, it was more about him. There wasn't the evidence about her and her behaviors in that case. So a lot of new, really shocking information coming out. And like you said, that's what he wants. That's a win for him just having this case, telling his story for four days on the witness stand. Absolutely. Different case than the UK. It, it really is shaping up that way. All right. Chandler Painter is going to stay with us. Uh, I know she's going to get back to the courtroom uh, quickly, but um, when we come back, the, the focus of this trial shifted. Once Johnny Depp got off the stand, it shifted to Amber Heard, a psychologist on the witness stand, talking about Amber Heard's mental state. Fascinating stuff. When we come back. I am going to kill you. The killer, you know. They were the perfect family, but never suspected. I'll find you one way or the other. Someone they knew with Tamron Hall. Sunday, 9, 8 central on Court TV. Miss Heard wasn't the only one who had a problem with your drinking, correct? Sir, so if anyone had a problem with my drinking, at any time in my life, it was me. The only person that I have ever abused in my life is myself. That's a, you know, that line kind of under the radar, but, but pretty significant and could be significant if the jury was listening to that. Because it, 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 Johnny Depp talking about, yeah, I had a drinking problem. And, and who's the victim of all of that? Who's the one who ends up getting abused by all that? It's me. And on cross-examination, a lot of time was spent, um, with Johnny Depp on the stand talking about the drugs, the Roxy's, the, the alcohol, the binges, all of that came out and it painted an ugly picture, um, maybe a sad picture, however you want to call it. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all connected to his use of these substances. Chanley Painter, Court TV legal correspondent, still with us. She has been in, in the courtroom for all of this. So if you had to, if you had to describe how all of this, um, the image of Johnny Depp by the time this cross-examination ended and what the, the impact of the drugs and the alcohol was on him and the relationship, how would you, how would you describe that? The picture inside the courtroom is of Johnny Depp is someone who struggled with substance abuse his entire life. Now, he made efforts to detox and was unsuccessful. That's been sort of the testimony. But at the same time, you know, we see him inside the courtroom now and he seems to be clean, right? And sober, he talked on the witness stand. So I think that says a lot for seeing what he was several years ago, seeing him now that he's changed in that direction. I think that's, that's obvious. And I think the jurors take note of that because they're watching videos, audio recordings where he's slurring his speech. Uh, in these recordings, you can tell he's intoxicated. They've seen photos of him passed out on the couch with ice cream melted in his lap. Testimony yesterday about the Bahamas housekeeper was that he passed out on the hammock and fell out of the hammock, Benny, who was just passed out on the sand. And so it, 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 we're concerned about how he used to be or appeared to be in that state where he was constantly taking opioids, cocaine, MDMA, marijuana. And of course, drinking mega pints of everything. And, you know, on the one hand, uh, you know, our society looks at people who, who 
have this problem. Some say you have a disease, you have an addiction, and you, you need to you need to treat yourself. And they don't they don't look at them as villains necessarily. At some point, some people look at them as as victims, as patients, and it's really a fine line. And it's a it's a different place where we are. I mean, if you had the same testimony. I don't know, 25 years ago, might have been a different picture. You know, ah, oh, he's an angry drunk. It's his fault. And now today, I think there are people who who look at that and say, well, wait a minute, you know, it's, it, you know, it's probably hereditary, number one. Um, you've got that gene and, and something that you've got to fix. Obviously, you have to take the initiative on it in order uh, to, to get better. But some people look at it like you got to get better, like you're sick, you're ill. Um, so I'm, I'll be fascinated to see how the jury deals with all that. Now, on the other side of the coin, though, um, Johnny Depp had a psychologist testify on his behalf. Not someone who evaluated him, but someone who evaluated his ex, Amber Heard. Game-changing testimony. Let's take a listen. Borderline personality disorder, you're having these fluctuating moods constantly, and again, this hypersensitivity to being slighted or feeling offended, really driven by the fear that if you're offended or slighted, if the therapist comes in two minutes late, or if somebody shows up to dinner two minutes late, that they might be abandoning you. And it's not as if the borderline is considering themselves abandoned in that moment, but they just know that they have this overwhelming emotion and there are no attempts to control that emotion. There's no, there are no attempts to regulate it. So if they're in the middle of the restaurant and they feel offended, they're going to start the fight. Uh, people are going to see it or they might just start crying or break down, but they'll make a lot of accusations. And that reactivity is when you're going to just you're going to see a lot of this escalation, the bizarre behavior. They can react violently. They can react aggressively. They will often physically prevent their partner from trying to leave if their partner wants to get space from all of this intense emotion. And oftentimes they will uh, be abusive to their partners in these situations. This is this is fascinating, Chanley, because this expert testifying about Amber Heard and her borderline uh, histrionic personality disorders before Amber Heard testifies has all of a sudden given this jury a potential filter through which to listen to all of her testimony, all of her accusations against Johnny Depp. And, and her credibility is under attack even before she has taken the stand, and before she has been cross-examined, this was this this is potentially devastating to her. Yeah, Vinny, and it makes me kind of consider why didn't they call her further in the case, closer to Amber's testimony? Because you're right, it really does set up the framework in which this jury will be listening and taking in Amber's testimony when she gives her story next week. By the way, now I have to say, Dr. Curry. Great witness because she looked at this jury. She was easy to follow, easy to understand. And the jury was taking the most notes I've ever seen of any witness so far. At one point, all of their heads were down, looking at their notepads, taking notes during her testimony. And and probably because Dr. Curry was describing Amber Heard in terms that this jury has already heard in other testimony, right? They've heard about eyewitnesses, Johnny Depp's testimony, and that she was someone who was the provocateur of the fight. She was someone who needed that attention. When he would retreat, that would escalate her. She had this fear of abandonment, all of these characteristics that 
really kind of completed the puzzle picture for this jury on how Johnny Depp's team wants them to view Amber Heard. It's so significant because we know her testimony is coming. We know the allegations like you've described already are going to be potentially devastating about what she says Johnny Depp did to her. Um, But Johnny Depp and their team want to explain this by saying, well, these are the words of someone who's got some issues. So right now in the courtroom, what the jury is potentially looking at is, is, is a drunk, right? And, and a woman with a borderline personality disorder. And they've got to figure out from the testimony of these two people exactly what the truth is. This is, this is unreal. But I will say this. Um, part of, of what the doctor was talking about was where she would um, exaggerate things and, and make up things and, and seek this attention. And then we get down to some of the allegations of, of abuse. And there was the, the, the one fight where the LAPD officers responded to the call for domestic violence. This is the one where Amber Heard uh, says that she was uh, physically assaulted by Johnny Depp. Yet one of the responding officers, a female officer, testified about what she saw and what she did not see. Let's take a listen. Did you provide a copy of this pamphlet to Amber Heard? I did not. I did not identify her as a victim of domestic violence. We met with the victim. We checked the location. Uh, the husband wasn't there. And that the victim advised us that she just had an argument and that she wasn't going to give us any further information. And because we didn't identify a crime, we issued her a business card letting her know that she could reach out to us later if she changed her mind and wanted to cooperate. So your best recollection is that you saw no injuries on Amber Heard, correct? Correct. And I'm going to ask you to take a look at that eyelid. Is it your perception that that eyelid does not reflect an injury? I'm sorry, what was your answer? I was saying. Correct, no injury. This is consistent with uh, Johnny Depp's case, and you've got Los Angeles Police Department officers responding, saying this is not domestic violence and I didn't see any injuries. Could could it be that Amber Heard is making this stuff up, that it's a product of her borderline personality disorder that is creating all this drama? Yeah, it's building as though it could be more and more possible in the courtroom when you first think about it, like, ah, no, who who could do that and think they would? get away with it and then have all their friends in on it, corroborating their story. But as Johnny Depp is putting in evidence and witnesses and his own photos and videos, maybe it is likely that someone with that type of disorder would create this hoax and have the loyal friends to help her accomplish it. Because these were not just one Los Angeles police officer, three Vinny, who testified via deposition, responded to the scene, witnessed Amber Heard in person, didn't know who she was, didn't know they were at Johnny Depp's penthouse. So there's no sort of this bias that the defense may want to bring up. And in their training and in their experience, and police officers are especially trained to handle domestic violence type of situations, they did not observe anything they considered to be an injury, just red eyes from crying or rubbing her face from crying. She didn't want to make a complaint. She didn't want to 
cooperate and file a report in the incident. And more importantly, Vinny, they didn't see any damage when they swept the penthouse for the potential suspect or to make sure there wasn't evidence of a crime. And that's huge because we're going to be hearing and seeing photos later on of a destroyed penthouse with glass everywhere, with red wine spilled everywhere, and obviously some very big bruises on Amber's herd's face. But these are the officers who were there you know, within the hour or two and did not see any of that. That's amazing. Because let me tell you, I, I, I'll say this, you know, it's a tough case for Johnny Depp to win, right? Defamation in the United States, we have the First Amendment. He's a public figure. It, it's, it's the highest burden we have, right? Trying to prove defamation. But if this jury believes that this whole thing was a setup, right? That this particular situation was a 100% setup and people are coming into court and lying about it, and they are convinced that they're lying about it because they believe the police officers and they believe uh, Johnny Depp, then they could, in fact, you know, give Johnny the verdict that he's been looking for in this case. Because if, if you if you believe, if you disbelieve one thing that someone has testified to, um, you're entitled to discount all of their testimony. And if she is, and if they believe that she's going to make up this instant, why wouldn't she make up uh, what she wrote in the op-ed in the Washington Post? It's not a leap at all. It's it's a it, it, this. That's why this incident, I think, is one of the most significant. I think it's even more significant than the finger because it goes to Amber Heard's actions. Is she a victim here? Or is she trying to set up Johnny Depp? And that's what the jury's got to figure out. Exactly, Vinny. And remember that recording that culminated Johnny Depp's testimony on the stand. It was made a month or two after this incident in May 2016. And Amber Heard seems to be struggling with the fact that she can't take her story back. She can't take back the allegations of that restraining order. She can't uh, you know, get her credibility back. That's damaging because that corroborates this hoax story of Johnny Depp. And when you put all of these puzzle pieces together, they wrap it up in closing. It's a compelling case. And that's why we're here. That's why it went to trial, right? It didn't settle. That's why he continued to pursue this no matter the cost. And uh, we shall see, though. I, there's always more to the story. And I cannot wait to hear her case. Is there anything we haven't heard yet from the evidence so far that she will bring? Oh, there always is. That could change all of this. That could change everything. There always is more to the story. Amber Heard set to testify next week. Uh, Chanley Painter at the courthouse. I know you have to get back inside the courtroom. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll speak again. Anytime, Benny. Thank you. Chanley Painter on the ground. Johnny Depp v. Amber Heard. When we come back, folks, I want to talk about um, uh, the big picture about Johnny Depp. Again, all of these intimate details being aired inside the courtroom, but being aired around the world and will live on the internet forever, okay, forever. All of these ugly incidents between this couple. So why would he bring it? Well, I think he answered that question in the courtroom, and I'll play it for you when we come back. Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to CourtTV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area.
What have you lost as a result of Ms. Heard making these allegations against you? Nothing less than everything. Because when the allegations were made, when the allegations were um, rapidly circ circling the globe, um, telling people that I was uh, a, a drunken, cocaine-fueled menace um, who beat women suddenly in my 50s. Um, it's over, you know, you're, you're done. So I lost then, no matter the outcome of this trial. I'll carry that for the rest of my days. And uh, it never had to be that way. It never had to happen. What Johnny Depp is saying there in his testimony, um, really significant when you think about why this is all happening. Right. What he described there is, is was the was the perception I had myself of Johnny Depp after the headlines. That he was a drunken coke fueled menace who beat women, period. That was the image I had. You know, I, I knew Johnny Depp's work, um, watched a bunch of his movies, was, a, a, you know, not a not a diehard fan who knew things about Johnny Depp, but I was a fan of his work. I thought he was a really good performer, great actor, all of that. But then my perception changed completely. I was like, ah, oh, he's one of those guys. And that was his perception in Hollywood. And he's saying he's not getting work as a result of all of that. Well, there could be more to the story. Maybe he's not getting the work because he has a problem with uh, alcohol and substances. Maybe. Or maybe Hollywood would, would, would somehow deal with that and handle that. But you, you cannot deal or handle with someone who beats women. Not today, not anymore. We don't live in a world like that where you can beat women and be a movie star. Not happening. So I think one of two things, because at the end there, he said that no matter the outcome of this trial, he lost, right? Whereas on the one hand, I'm looking at this like he's trying to get his name back, right? He's trying to tell his side of the story so he can regain the standing and, 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 Eliminate the tarnish of being a, a, a wife beater. Right? You have volatile relationship, nasty words, drops language that is just horrific. Um, but I'm not a wife beater. I'm not a wife. I don't physically abuse women. And can he, can he get that reputation back? And does that put him back in the fold in Hollywood? Maybe, maybe not. I've heard mixed reactions from, from people who are, are part of that world that I've had on my uh, television show. But on the other hand, I, I looked at it another way. That last part of what he said, I lost no matter the outcome of this trial. Could it be like, I lost no matter what, but I'm not going down by myself. I'm going to tell the rest of the story because Amber Heard, you should not come out of this a hero after what you said about me when you know the truth about this relationship. And that could be part of what is motivating Johnny Depp. 
He could be motivated by, well, maybe trying to get my name back, but I really can't, which is what he testified to. He says it's over no matter what. So is he at the point where the person responsible for taking him down in his eyes, again, I'm looking at this right now through his eyes, his motivation, why? It's because of her. And if I'm going down, then she's going down. And that's what this lawsuit ultimately is about. And that's why you're hearing everything you're hearing in the courtroom. That's why I don't care if my dirty laundry is aired across the globe. It's already been there. It can't get worse for me, but it can get worse for you, which then turns this into the ultimate spite lawsuit. Now, I'm not sure. I think it could go either way. There could be something in the middle. Um. But it, it will be interesting, number one, you know, we haven't gotten through all the evidence. We haven't heard her case. But when all this is done, there, there are two things. What, what, what does the jury say? And does what the jury says impact the way the public perceives all this? Or does the public and Hollywood executives, do they all perceive this based upon what we're hearing from the witness stand and making their own judgments rather than allowing the jury to tell them what to think? That's why this is so complicated as to why we're why this is happening and and what the result will be ultimately because Amber Heard's being sued for 50 million. I don't think she has 50 million, I'll be honest with you. She's suing Johnny Depp for 100 million. He probably has 100 million. He'd have to sell a few things, but he's he's probably got 100 million. So, she could possibly recover against him. I don't think he'll ever recover against her, but maybe it's about something completely different. Anyhow, we are bringing you gavel-to-gavel coverage on Court TV uh, each and every day, all the evidence, all the testimony, and ultimately the verdict. And next week, Amber Heard on the stand. Make sure uh, that you're watching Court TV. And and if you don't know how to watch us, if you have a digital antenna, uh, we're there. Just rescan it and you'll find Court TV. In the meantime, you can go to CourtTV.com as well and click on the uh, Where to Find Us tab. Uh, to find us, you can find me every night, 8 to 10 Eastern on Core TV. And then the show repeats 8 to 10 uh, West Coast time. So every night, 8 to 10, you, you, can, you can watch me with the biggest moments, the best guests, and in-depth analysis of this case and all the cases and trials and investigations we're covering around the country. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week at the, with even more from inside the courtroom. I'm Vinny Politan. Thanks for listening. And as always, don't forget to hug the kids. This podcast is a production of Court TV. Go to CourtTV.com for more content, trials on demand, and to find out how to watch Court TV in your area.